0: Welcome to another episode of A Few Cues with DeAndre Reviews. I'm DeAndre Reviews, and this episode is brought to you by DeAndre Reviews It All, where entertainment is reviewed for the light it gives. Today's episode features John Lindahl. He's making his debut record this Friday, April 10th, called Opening Night. When you hear the interview, you're going to meet a guy who is so bright and open. One thing that he says a lot is that I want to be the best, I want to be the greatest. And in this first half of this two-part interview, we talk about his dreams. He is definitely one of the most forthcoming people I have ever met. He is incredibly optimistic, which takes me aback, not only because of the times we are living in right now, but because of the times we were living in just before this pandemic hit. I can't recall too many Gen Zers or Millennials, young people, or, or really anyone of any age, but especially the young who felt happy about their lives, where where they were currently, and where they saw their future. And right now, with the unknown that is happening and building, John's interview is so refreshing because he just believes in himself and he refuses not to, which is an attribute we should all have. And it's something you'll hear in opening night that has a very mythological edge. It's a story of a kid who thinks he's a star, knows he's a star, and will do Everything he can to make himself a star, which is John's story. I hope you enjoy the first part of this interview. You know what's crazy is like I've I've literally been like so busy, like busy. Well, also
1: because I have an album coming out like on the, on April 10th. but like the like quarantine, it felt just normal to me because I'm just working like and doing stuff on social media or like filming stuff or or producing and writing. Like it's like it's been it's been like the most busy. I think I've ever been, which is so weird. And, and so, like, I mean, not to so say that I don't notice the quarantine, because I do, but it's more just, like, I think because I'm quarantined, like, I already work really hard to do all my own stuff, but everyone's also hitting me up to create stuff because everyone's,
0: you know, like, like, at the label, they're all, like, at home too. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, it's a, a new opportunities, but, like, e- even in a new way. No, for sure.
1: And it's, it's cool seeing people get creative.
0: I mean, that's been cool for me, you know? For sure, for sure. Have you already created a, a new song, or at least like a a new style?
1: Oh yeah, no, I've I've really um, uh, I mean, well, my my first album is already done. Uh, I work with these people um at the sync department at Universal, and and they they they've been kind of to send me stuff to like, work on for like potential sync opportunities. I've written I've
0: written stuff and recorded stuff for that. And then I had to bounce stems for this project for this girl that I produced, and then I, I've worked on new music for myself and produced, so it's just, it's when it comes and a
1: lot of times, like, I just, I've also just been, like I said, I've been so busy with, like, filming content around this first release that we're doing to make sure that that gets enough
0: of a push. What is going to happen if this lasts for, like, months? Like, are you gonna come out with like three records? You like produce two albums.
1: Funny is like
0: I make a lot of like bad music.
1: You'll just never hear it because I don't finish it unless I truly, unless I truly believe that it's that it's worth something. So like I, I'm sure I'll write a ton, but like I feel that I'm more in the um Bruno Mars school of thought, or like you know the like or the Queen school of thought, where it's like they they go away for a few years and then they put out a great album. But the thing is, I don't really have. The luxury to like go away for a few years, and I'm coming out. You know, when I'm trying to build my name, so it's good that this is kind of happening too, in a way, because I could have my next great
0: project like like ready to go quicker than than you typically would. You know, if you were traveling all over the world and stuff, yeah. you because know? because that, that's been a lot of,
1: in my opinion, like a lot of huge artists that had a huge first album, they toured too long with on that album, and they didn't put out anything new for a long time so that by the time they put out the next record it just it's sad to say but people kind of forget just in case this first
0: one takes off I want to make sure I have stuff to follow up with so yeah. I, I'm kind of like surprised and happy at how this quarantine in a way is being so inspiring because I feel like the burden of ambition is that you live in the future and you, being still yeah. would be killer yeah and, and, and that that is
1: true and I am um, I find, I mean, I just say it because I've always been that way, but I've noticed looking around that pop artists specifically, it's, it's rare for a pop artist to come out and say, I want to be the greatest of all time. I want to be the biggest artist in the world. Like, like people don't say that. It's, and, and that's fine. Like I, I, a lot of my favorite artists are just like, they just do their thing and it's dope. I want people to know that I'm out here grinding every day to be like, I want to be Michael Jackson. I want to be Michael Jordan. I want to be LeBron. I want to be Kobe. I want to be these guys that are, you know what I mean? That are. So bad. Because even the other day, I I used to get really anxious. Like I used to get, um, like sh- like the walls were closing on me. I mean, I'd get really stressed
0: out, um, about just um, about my career and where I was going. I would be so enveloped in that, and
1: I would and, and when stuff seemed bleak, I would really couldn't get out of it. But then, luckily, having my studio so close to my room, I could literally stand up and just go create. I'm so thankful to have cultivated my talent in in songwriting and production and singing and creation to to a level to where I can
0: actually translate that to a recording because there there was the the most frustrating times in my life was when I couldn't do that and so I would just be like I can't make anything of this emotion, I just have to sit with it and feel terrible. I find your honesty really, really refreshing because I do think that in some ways when you enter this world of being a pop star, it's not because you don't want attention.
1: I think that there are a lot of artists that are like that. That just like people might see something and they're so inspired by it, but then the artist you talk about like, "No, like I, I, I saw it as so much better in my head, and I didn't, I didn't do it, I didn't do it justice with what I saw in my head." Which is it's beautiful because then it means the artist really wants to create the greatest experience for the viewer, for the fan, um, and for themselves even too. It's like it's 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 good to hold yourself to a ridiculously high standard. I know that it can be like taxing at times, but. So the way you grow.
0: But then, like, what is your peace then? If you're constantly pushing okay. yourself to outshine yourself and outgrow yourself, what is your way of saying, you know what, I did okay. Be at peace. Let it go. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I've been trying to be better at like stepping back and taking a breath
1: when um something happens like something that i drained off my, for my whole life for example i don't know if you saw my last um music video the lies and honest video it's a mash of two of my songs
0: and it's this big production and it's really great but basically in that video i collaborated
1: the people who choreographed that video was uh, kenny wormhole and misha gabriel two guys that i've literally looked up to since i was 10. Like i used to watch all their videos Misha danced with Michael Jackson, Kenny danced with Justin Timberlake, and Kenny's also a legend, and Misha's also a legend, and it was just like, I remember I was in the studio, in the dance studio working with them, and they were just, they were talking to each other, collaborating, and I had to take a step back, I got emotional, I said, this is something you've dreamed about for your whole life, and now this is, this is happening, like, right now. I try to do better at taking a step back and breathing, because I, I dream about so many things. Seeing people validate those dreams, people that I've looked up to, because like I said, I'll always hold myself to a my high but being, you know, being aligned with
0: people that I've dreamed of being aligned with is is a great reminder. Going along those lines, what are the yeah. lessons that you have learned through this business that you feel most matured you?
1: I knew I wanted to be Michael Jackson level when I was like five. Like literally, like I, was, I was in musical theater. I, I, that's what I wanted to do. I was not shy about it. Everyone knew me in school as the, as the singing kid, but I also played sports, so it was kind of, everyone was kind of like, didn't really know how to, they they not like me because it's because I wasn't a mean person, but they, I think that I, they didn't fully understand me, which, which is fine, uh, but it was so funny because every time I was on the X Factor, I ended up being put into a group from, a, from being a solo act, they put me in a group, and even the second time I did it, I did it twice, and Simon said... This time I would put you in a group, but just a better group than the first time, because you still belong in a
0: group. And I was like, I don't belong in a group. Everyone was telling me what was wrong with me and what why I couldn't be what I visualized myself being in my head. And I think the biggest thing that I learned is just, it's okay to be outward with what you want and to verbalize and manifest it. Like like I say, like I tell you, like I, I, this is my first time speaking
1: to you and I'm saying, I want to be the greatest artist of all time. Like I, I say that out loud and I don't say it to knock anybody. I say it because I want to be, I want myself, I want to be on top. It's because I I respect myself and I believe in myself that much. It's it's okay to know that
0: you're good at something and to say it. What's bad is when you start to deride other people. That really lightens me up. I think everybody talks about self-love, but that is what self-love is. It's all you have to do is be the best you. And that doesn't measure on anybody else.
1: For me, like, that's exactly what I want. For, for people that lo- watch, that, that love what I do, or that've never seen me, I want them to take that away and be like, "Wow, like, I need to. I can be the best of that what I, that I can be at this." Like, that's what I want, truly, because it's it's an empowering feeling.
0: I, I know firsthand. Well, then wrapping up the interview, is that ultimately what you want this upcoming album to say about you? That that you are, like I said, the best version of you, and just love me for that.
1: Yeah, yeah it's it's literally this album. I'll just brief elevator pitch um it's essentially it, it's, it's literally about because as you said i've been through a lot in trying to ascertain this dream i've i've been signed to like this is my second record deal i've been dropped i've been on you know a national televised tv show and I, I was kind of put in like a certain um box there that i didn't think i fit like multiple times i i think this album is it's it's cold opening night because it's thematically packaged as like a musical essentially although the music is very eclectic and kind of touches on all genres because that's what i grew up listening to is everything the story of it is is your classic hero underdog tale the classic story of someone wanting to be somewhere and wanting to be in a place that's greater than where they are now seeing it visualizing it going through all the struggles the manifestation of thought like what the hero wants the beginning of the album is me because i like the first song is called famous and the second song is called "The Greatest." Those two songs, for me, I think, kind of encapsulate what I'm trying to say. I want to be famous, and I want to be the greatest. I want to be the famous. I want to be famous not because of money and cars, or anything of that nature. I just want the whole world to know that I'm a star. That's what I want, you know. And just, I just want people to know what I see of myself in my head. Then the middle portion of the album is all the struggles, whether it be with you know a relationship or whether it be just disappointment in yourself the failures on the way and also the growth and the end of it is more is kind of the resolution of reaching that goal in my mind and man i think even though i'm telling you like i haven't reached that goal yet but i wrote the songs at the end as if i had and i on the album the most important i think the most important song on the album um is called idols and it's where i discuss everything that's happened from me you know being an x-factor um, getting dropped from a record label being um Mentor by
0: Justin Timberlake and what he taught me about manifesting my confidence because I didn't have my, I didn't have confidence and logic. How he took me under his wing and really helped show me that I could be the best, I could be myself, be, and not fit any mold and still be the great, be the greatest in my mind. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, this like, was yeah, so optimistic.
1: I know that it might seem like a lot for a kid like me just to be saying all these things, but again, I don't. Ever say it to take away from anybody?
0: It's literally, I just want to take what someone did because it inspired me and just make it and even make it greater so someone after me can make it even greater. Just like for the sake of your sanity, always remember you could only be the greatest version of you.
1: You know what that is, probably. This is because I'm still in the in, in the hero's journey, I'm still in like the youthful side. You know what I mean? I haven't I haven't reached I haven't reached the sagacious, um, Gandalf level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it's like eventually like I'm curious to see how like what I think as I grow. I think I'll always be driven.
0: Wasn't that a great first part of an interview? Isn't he so optimistic? And there's a humility to his optimism. He just really wants to be the best version of himself. And that is a goal that everyone should have, and a lot of people do have. I think anxiety, especially right now, comes from the fact that most people don't feel like they're tapping into the best version of themselves. But what does it mean to be the best version of you? Are you measuring it materially or spiritually? That is a question that we get into in the next half of our interview we thought it was done but then we got into a really intriguing conversation about humility and you could see in the first half of this interview why we spoke about that the lines between confidence and arrogance can feel very blurred especially when you're an artist that wants to be a superstar that does want to sing in front of the world and and be followed by it look out for that next half of the interview, which comes out next week. And check out John Lindahl's opening night, April 10th.